0: That's right. Once they're said, they're said, and you know, I think we all have a choice to make. Yeah, we can either be part of the walking wounded, or we can be a part of the walking wounded that's in process of healing. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that some people in society are just not going to do the work. It's too hard, you know. You have to deal with me the way I am, you know. You like it or love it, blah blah blah. Okay, or the other person. You know what, I know I need to work on myself, and I am working it. I am pulling back alert with the I am doing the hard work. because It is hard work, but on the other side of that hard work, there is a whole new awareness of being that is so much
1: more powerful.
0: Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. A podcast that talks about topics for women over 40. You know, that time of your life that many call midlife. That time of life when you can really vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Linus Woods Mullins, Certified Holistic Living and Wellness Expert for Women Over 40, as I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind, body, and spirit for women over 40 remember midlife doesn't mean no life midlife is an opportunity to increase your self-love your self-care and your self-worth it's your time to be vibrant intuitive beautiful and emerged it's your time to vibe so come on let's vibe Hello and welcome to a live actual broadcast. I don't usually do live broadcasts for my podcast. But this is a live uh, broadcast for the Vibe Living Podcast. My name is Lynn Woods Mullins and I am a holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40. And I specialize in helping women to vibe. To be more vibrant, intuitive, beautiful and emerged. And the reason why I'm doing this live uh, pod, uh, podcast today is that it is my 65th birthday. May the 65 and I am feeling so blessed and I was thinking to myself you know who could I share my live podcast with? Who could I invite to be with me? Who I admire? Who would motivate me and inspire me? Because we all Need to be poured into right. I don't know what's going on with my hair here, it keeps falling in my eyes. Anyway, (laughs) I am so excited to have with me my dear friend and mentor, the amazing motivational speaker, author, um, life coach, uh, just an amazing human being. We have Jill Diamond Taylor. Hey Dr. Jill! Happy birthday. Well, thank you. I asked you to be here today with me because, first of all, I admire you greatly, but also you are so inspiring and so empowering, especially to women who are on this interesting midlife journey. And I would just love for you to be able to share some wisdom with us um, and the kinds of things we should be thinking about as we are aging. You know, it's interesting because... Uh, Yesterday, I had a fantastic surprise. At this stage in my life, um, Mm -hmm. I always hope for the best, but just don't buy into the outcome and just kind of live one day at a time. Uh, My daughters, they're so fantastic. They are giving me this wonderful um, birthday party uh, tomorrow. And uh, one of my daughters lives in Texas, and they said, you know, she's not going to be able to make it. And I, you know, I said, okay, I understand. She can't get off work. You know, she has two kids. It's too hard to travel, whatever. Like, okay, fine. Well, yesterday I'm at my other daughter's house, and I had the most amazing surprise that my daughter showed up. She is here. And um, now, so all four of my daughters and all four of my grandchildren will be there, my friends and family. And I'm so grateful. But you know what? I had decided whether, you know, everyone could be together or not, that I was just going to celebrate anyway. Because each day that we wake up in the morning and open our eyes and have a reasonable portion of health in our right minds is a time to feel blessed. And as you say in your famous book, I feel too blessed to be stressed. But I have to say that I've had an extra ounce of joy as a result of that. And you know, I have to ask you, when you first wrote that book about Too Blessed to be Stressed, what were you thinking about at the time? What what motivated you to write that book in the first place?
1: Well, first of all, thank you, Linus, for allowing me to celebrate with you. And boy, you are a wealthy woman to have your children and grandchildren with you. Celebrating that is beautiful. Um, Talking about the book, I was on the road with the African American Women on Tour conference Mm -hmm. and I was returning home. And at these conferences, we had like 80 vendors. It was just amazing. And so I would always do my part of shopping (laughs) to support the vendors, of course. And so I'm traveling with my sister and we get back to the airport here in California, where I live. And they tell me that my luggage has not arrived, that it's lost. Mm and I have this quick conversation in my head. I put my hands on my hips. I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous, and how could they lose my luggage and my sister's luggage is here? We got on the plane together, why is my luggage here? And I'm having an attitude, and my <laughs> neck is rolling, and I'm just pissed off and at the inconvenience. And all of a sudden, I heard a small voice say, Jewel, now wait a minute, you sold all of your books. You still have the money. Uh, Jewel, there were no emergencies while you were gone. On, which is something we always dread getting a phone call, and the Holy Spirit said, And the plane didn't crash, you are too blessed to be stressed. And from, that moment, and from that moment on, a shift in my gratitude and my attitude uh, caused me to pen that book because I realized that you know we can either choose to have gratitude or have grudges, and changing your mind. Is So important. Uh, It may not change the situation, but it changes your biology. It changes your face, your body language. It changes everything and how people react and respond to you. And so I I said, you know what, we too quickly forget the things that we're grateful for and shift and only focus on what's not going right. And that book was. In matter of fact, somebody called me yesterday. She said, "Joel, you spoke at my church in 2005, and I still have that book. And I want your permission to share a quote." And I thought, "My gosh, somebody still has the book!"
0: <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. In fact, today on my prayer line, one of the ladies there who absolutely loves and adores you, Sister Regina, uh, she had a fire in her home a couple of years ago and she lost all of her books. But the ones that she really talks about the most that she lost was your book. Uh, too blessed to be stressed. And she said, you know, Sister Linus, I'm going to try to make it to see the live today so I can see Miss Jewel because, you know, what she has to say means so much to me. So yes, people value that book. They they can still uh, purchase that book, correct?
1: Actually, uh, since the pandemic, I haven't been doing a lot of printing on demand because Mm -hmm. I sell more books when I'm publicly speaking. Mm-hmm. And so um, I will be repenting again, but right now I have not any in stock, okay. but I will be. Well, let, let
0: me know when you are, because I know at least one or two people for sure. Who okay. to get that fun. But you know what you were saying about, um, you know, things going awry and we, we forgetting our blessings. Um, one of the things that's really important for me when starting my day, I have to start my day in a positive way. I have yes. to. And it's not that I am not aware Of everything that's going on but I really do want to focus on what's working because I believe that if you're focusing on what's working more of that comes to you. If you focus on what's not working more of that comes to you. So when I'm with my prayer group on Clubhouse and with my prayer group with these wonderful women I've been praying with for 15 years my goal and my heart-centered motivation is, is to uplift And focus on what's working because that's what works for me. Anything else about focusing on all the different things that are happening and things Mm. that aren't going well and all that stuff really does cause the rest of my day not to work. And you're absolutely right. Starting a day and and taking a look at a situation and finding the good in that situation really does flip the script. And it definitely stomps on the devil's head.
1: Yeah, I love that. So true. It's, Linus, I call it a superpower. It's my secret special sauce that no matter what I watch on the news, no matter that phone call I got, no matter that disappointment, if I go back to gratitude, it just shifts everything. And I often use the metaphor of a train of thought. We often talk about we have a train of thought. And you know, um, I love my little five-year-old grandson. Shout out to Cody. But my husband and I recently took him on a train ride, and I was reminded of the fact that the train can only go in one direction and it's the same thing i thought either we're going to decide to go this way or we're going to go that way we can't have faith and fear at the same time oh, i can't yeah. be optimistic and pessimistic at the same time and once i decide what my train of thought is going to be that first card is gratitude then there's another card connected to it that could be joy then another car uh, cars connected to it. That could be optimism and another one could be purpose and another one could be laughter and another one could be, you know, so the cars are connected. So our thoughts are connected based on the first car, the first thought. And once I decide that I'm getting on the right train, it's e- easy uh, to move through my day because I've set the tone. I've affirmed in my mind what is my destiny for the day and it is gratitude which means I'm going to be proactive I'm going to be smiling I'm going to be serving I'm going to have joy in my voice I'm going to get dressed I'm going to feel good about myself I'm going to walk around and say oh thank you Lord for this house thank you for the trees thank you for that phone call yes. thank, you for yes. my refrigerator. thank you that I'm alive you know yes. every day is a special occasion but today we are celebrating your birthday which is a wonderful. Wonderful landmark for women. I'm seven. My next birthday I'll be seventy-two. And you know, when we get to this uh, season in our lives, you're grateful for every little thing. Yes. Every little thing. I walk up and down the stairs. Thank you, Lord. I can still walk up and down the stairs. Thank you, Lord. People like Lennis call me and honor me and still include me. Thank you, Lord. I still have a purpose. Thank you, Lord. I'm in my right mind. I know when I was younger, I'd hear people say, you know, people say, Oh, honey, I woke up in my right mind. I know what that means now. Yes.
0: Yes. Absolutely. I. You know, that's funny because um, I was telling my my children, some of my friends this week, you know, it's a little different. 65 is different than 60. Yes. Uh, more people have a tendency to wake up at 60. But after 65, every single day is a blessing because yeah. sometimes some people don't wake up at 65. Ray mm-hmm. Lolita, he just passed away at 67 and was not necessarily ill, passed away in his sleep. It was just yeah, um, time. So you, you just can- don't know. And that's why. You need to feel empowered to embrace every single day. There is so much good that is still left in this world. I truly do believe there is more good than there is evil. And that's what we want to celebrate, the good things that are happening in your life and the good things that you can do for someone else. You know, the whole thing about paying it forward and being kind to someone else, uh, you know, sharing a kind word with someone else. It's just amazing. I've noticed something over the last few days, but especially, wow, I've noticed it over the last couple of years, basically, that once when people were out and about, when they did get outside of their hovel, they were trying to exchange smiles. But we are all masked up, right? Mm -hmm. So people began to learn to smile with their eyes. Right. And there's something really powerful about that. Because smiling from your eyes really comes from here. Right, there's a connection that's made, and I thought, you know that's one thing that's good that came out of the pandemic as people are trying to smile with their eyes, mm-hmm. people are trying to extend each other more grace. you know people are trying to to let other people know, hey, I'm, I'm not a bad person, I'm okay, I'm a good person. Yes. I yes. see that a lot, you know, people trying to connect saying i'm not I'm not the one, please don't be mad at me i I'm, I'm a good person. And I think that we need more of that. We need more vulnerability. In terms of being able to share bits and pieces of ourselves that are good, that are kind, that are giving, that that give other people extending grace. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit in terms of grace, because I I work with women, as you know, over 40, and one of the... Hi, this is Lennis Woods Mullins, your host on the Vibe Living Podcast. I am a holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40. I help women to be well in their mind, body, and spirit by teaching them about holistic practices, fitness, nutrition, and spiritual renewal. For over 14 years, I have helped women to vibe, to be more vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged, and into the woman that I think all midlife women want to be. If you are struggling with releasing unwanted pounds, balancing your hormones, getting rid of that sense of anxiety, enhancing your immune system, and, well, just having a better wellness journey, consider scheduling a 15-minute free consultation. Let's see if we connect and how I might be able to help you vibe along your wellness journey. Just click on the link on the show page there and it says contact Linus. I hope to hear from you soon. think that is so important. We're so hard on ourselves. I need to do this. I need to do that. I didn't do this. Right. I didn't do that. Why is that? And what is your advice that you can give women to begin to extend themselves more
1: grace? That's a great question. It's a very common scenario. I do uh, life coaching and counseling one-on-one with women also. Mm-hmm. And I find What you just said is so absolutely true. We're so hard on ourselves. We put ourselves to such a high standard. And I say, first of all, become aware of it. Self-awareness is very key. Once you become aware of your self-talk, once you become aware of how you soothe yourself when you're feeling bad, do you eat? Do you drink? Do you sleep? Um, Are you irritable? Become aware of it, first of all, and don't shame yourself. Oh, I just noticed I've beaten myself. Oh, I just noticed I couldn't accept the compliment. Noticing it is the first thing without the shame. Because once we are aware that we are burned out and we can't say no anymore we just always are saying yes once we notice that we're being taken advantage of once we notice that we think our family should be perfect our body should be perfect everything should be perfect we have to trace it back to what was the root what was the original script that we were given what made us think we had to be perfect mothers and perfect wives and our house had to be perfect and I think it's when we get to this season when we realize, you know, okay, the dishes are in the sink, okay? Uh <laughs> I them. okay, um we, and I think social media is a great contributor to this uh this level of competition and peer pressure that is so unnecessary. We're we're comparing ourselves to people we don't even know. And we don't even realize we're just looking at a slice of their life. If you had seen me an hour ago when I just left, <laughs> An hour ago, try about five minutes. Yes. <laughs> I, I was in another five like, that house. I kept running into here. Oh my goodness, what time is it? You know, it was like, oh, and I'm looking at myself. Like, oh, it's my face. Is so we're, just, we're just so hard on ourselves. Yes. And, you know, if you had seen my house last weekend when my five year old grandson was here, everything was everywhere. And, you know what? That was a sign of happiness to me. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Yes, you spilled the milk. Yes, the food didn't come out quite the way the recipe was. It's like be gentle with yourself. When you said grace, I think of the, the G, the gentle and the grace. Be gentle with yourself. There's enough people that will be hard on you without you adding to it.
0: That's right. Uh, and
1: the more transparent we are, the more authentic we are, the more we show up and tell the truth. Um, I I have a quote that says, self-esteem is the new pretty. And self-esteem simply means knowing your value, knowing your worth in spite of the mishaps and the mistakes, knowing your worth. Nobody knows you more than you. And so, of course, you know the flaws, you know the missteps, but you also must never forget your accomplishments. It's the little things that we seem to forget. It's the little steps, the little times when we said, yes. The times when we had courage, the times when we showed up, the times when we gave ourselves permission to exhale, the times when we had boundaries, the times when we made that phone call or we asked for help or, or we um, just any little thing. It's the little things that we start counting those blessings. There's a momentum that begins to happen.
0: Yes. And, and there is strength, I think, in vulnerability. There is strength in asking Absolutely. for help. It's it's, yeah. it's because you it summons up something else inside of you. It, it's easy to kind of shrink back and not ask for help and suffer in silence and play the victim. It's easy to do that. But it's harder to make that decision that I'm not going to play the victim. I'm going to come forth and tell people what I need. I really do admire that. I admire vulnerability in women. I, invite, I definitely admire oh. vulnerability in men. It's so yeah. important. Um, you know, I don't want to guess where you're at. I need you to tell me where you're at so that i not so I can't judge, but I can figure out how to help you, how to right. be of assistance. People cannot read our minds. There's nothing wrong in telling your your bestie or telling an acquaintance or whoever it is that whose name that God has given you, okay, to say, you know what, I need some help. I need some support. And I'm speaking from experience because I was that girl, okay? Mm-hmm. I was just going to do it all myself. I wasn't going to ask for help. Uh, you know, I had wonderful help with raising my children. I could not have done it by myself. I have some of the best friends ever in the world. They have wonderful godmothers, mm. and they really helped a lot. But when it came to help for me, I wasn't asking, and I wasn't I uh, wasn't saying, and I wasn't being truthful to the fact that I was in trouble. I was in trouble. Yeah. So finally... Fifteen years ago, I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, and the only way I could get myself back to where I needed to be was to leave corporate America and begin to heal myself, and it was through that that I ended up with this business because, you know, out of pain many times, out of making that decision to be vulnerable and peel back the layers and expose yourself for who you really are, Mm -hmm. out of that comes something that is so amazing, so much joy. So much healing. And now, almost 15 years later, here I am, talking to the fantastic, wonderful Jewel Diamond Taylor, uh, 65, thriving business, children are doing well, the grandchildren are doing well. I cannot tell you what a blessing it is to be able to share that joy with others because that was not what was going on for me 15 years ago. Not even close. So I know. And that's what's needed is our stories. Absolutely. because of the the stories. stories. Tell the the stories. Yes. Yes.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. I had no idea myself the value of our stories. And so as we evolve as uh, servants to our community and to our tribes, we realize the more vulnerable we are, as you said, people have more respect for you. And it gives them permission to open up their heart. It gives them permission to tell their story. And that's what we all need. Um, before technology, that's what we did. We sat on the porch and we talked. You sat around the fire and you talked. You sat around the table and you talked. And so people um, are understanding more and more. If you, I don't know if you've noticed it, but even in the talk shows and the television shows and the late night shows, what they're looking for is what's the story. What happened 20 years ago? How did you meet that person? How did you start your business? Um, I was so fascinated by Viola Davis, an amazing amazing actress. Um, Her story. She was so vulnerable to tell her heart-wrenching story. But I know that so many people have been liberated because she had the courage to tell in such detail Hmm, the pain. Yeah, which, I read,
0: I, I'm, reading, I'm reading it now. Yes, and yes, um, uh, yes. there are times when I just had to put it down because oh, it yes. was so raw. It, it was so so, rough, deep. so yeah. deep. And it put me in connection with parts of myself that I still don't really talk about, that I need to talk about. It's it's I'm telling trying. you. And Yes. And I'm telling you, in this 65th year, I'm ready to talk about some things that I have buried deep within myself for my own healing, but also in the hopes of that it will help someone else as well. You know, and it's not about worrying about judgment. You know, I find that when people are so busy picking other people apart, you know, this is wrong, that's wrong. They didn't do this right. They didn't do that right. It's really not so much about the people they're picking about uh, about uh, picking uh, apart. It's really about what's going on with them and what's I wrong see. with them. I always say that when people are so good at recognizing what's wrong with someone else, it's because they recognize it because they have that same issue themselves.
1: Yeah, they're deflecting. Oh.
0: Absolutely. So I have learned from uh, the first agreement, I think it's the second one, not to take anything personally. I'm really working on that because it's really more about what's going on with that other person and how they're encoding the world and not so much about what's going on with me. And that many times the negativity that you might receive or the criticism that you might receive that is given in a way that is not loving is based upon what's going on with them with them that's right i reread the four agreements just recently and then i re-listened to it on audiobook because i I felt like there was a message the last time i read it was 15 years ago when i was away at this respite trying to recover Mm -hmm. from having been hospitalized with this anxiety disorder and i found that the four agreements gave me a sense of peace Um, I love that. I understand that, you know, I I saw also how much I've grown in those 15 years. And that's why I feel it's really important to journal because you can go back, not just over a year, you can go back to like last week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We have many many versions of ourselves. And when I look at my stacks of journals and I open it up, I'm like, who is that? I was thinking that. Oh my God, I forgot that. Oh my God, I got through that. Oh my God, I learned from that. Oh my God. And so it's journaling is so powerful because you realize that there are many versions of ourselves. The sad self, the seasoned self, uh, the silly self. Oh my God, I had a season of silliness. I had (laughs) choices (laughs) I wish I had not made. Uh, (laughs) But you know, yeah, but we have these different versions. And as we're maturing as women, we become sages. We're women of wisdom because of what we learned. Because we um, we're over, we were able to transcend and not transfer our pain. Mm-hmm. To yeah. transcend it means I got over it. Mm-hmm. It no longer has a hold on me, but we don't transcend it. We transfer it to other people. So what yeah. you were talking about is that when you're around people that are toxic and they're not vibing with you, mm-hmm. you will transfer your pain or they'll transfer your their pain onto you. And so we have to be able to detect that and to understand Um, The importance of boundaries and knowing self, understanding yourself. Because once you go to those dark places and once you break open your heart, you realize, oh my God, I need to be kinder and patient with people because I've learned to be kinder and patient with myself. Now I see those landmines. Now I see why I was angry. Now I see why I was sad. Now I see why I was overspending. Now I see why I was withdrawn. Now I see why I was attacking or blaming. And once we go, what I said, go back to self-awareness mm-hmm. and you're gentle with yourself and you have grace, you'll, you'll be able to extend it to others. I have so much more patience with people that I see that are broken and burned out and mean. People are not born mean. Something happens. Um, people are not born sad. Something happens, and you and I have had our share of grief. You and I have had our share of disappointments, and all the, the distractions and disturbances, and disappointments, and debt and disease. We've all we've experienced it, and so now we turn those into lessons. and And what you do so beautifully with your vibe movement is to help women to discover. The jewel within them to and and so when we put out that vibe, that vibration, when you and I talk each time, it's we're vibing because we're sending out a similar vibration to the world and to our community, to our tribes. Hey, listen, I got through it. Hey, listen, I've learned to love myself. Hey, listen, I've learned to show myself grace. Hey, listen, I've been where you've been. And people need that connection, especially in this climate of the pandemic and. Um, heightened violence and racial tension and gas prices going through the roof and so much going on, people's Mm -hmm. mental health is compromised. Yes. So we have to be even more sensitive. I I think you're probably an empath like myself. We pick up on. Yes, I am. Yes. i am and, and, I've,
0: and I've, yes and i've learned to to manage that as an impact right. one of those things is not taking things personally yes um another thing is not always reacting instead sitting back and learning to observe more before i used to what <laughs> react now, okay that's an interesting yeah. point of view, or okay that's a good Reaction, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. I do know that a reaction begets another reaction, but I also know that you can choose when you're going to react. Reaction doesn't have to be instantaneous. And I know we live in a society right now where it's like instantaneous gratification. You got to respond right away. You want to get your food right away. You know everything's fast, fast, fast. We need to slow that down a little bit because many times it's in the slowdown and the pausing before you react that minute, that little second in between there, there's so much richness of thought in terms of what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do in terms of how to respond. When you are instantaneously reacting, that inner voice isn't getting through saying, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Do you really want to say that right now? (laughs) Do Do you really want to go there? Think about the journey, the rabbit hole you're getting ready to go down. Because you say that one statement, then they say another statement, and now you're down in that rabbit hole. And now you're Lowered your vibration, and you're on the journey of negativity.
1: And so I didn't have, you're... I didn't have a lot of conversations with my mother. She was mm-hmm. um, of her era, very reserved, um, not you. emotionally available, a sweet. Wonderful mother, took good care of us, but she wasn't as emotionally mature as we are today because we we have the tools. But the one thing I do remember her telling me, and she didn't give me a lot of pearls of wisdom. I had to grow up pretty fast being the first of three girls. um, Is I'll always give her credit for telling me, think twice before you speak. Think twice. And that has always stayed with me and it has always benefited me because if many times I wanted to say something in my 52 years of marriage. There are many times I wanted to say something when people betrayed me. There are many times when I wanted to say something when I thought I was supposed to fix it or help. And I realized that sometimes all people want you to do is just listen to them. And so I learned to think twice. I'm thinking of a particular person in my circle that was showing up with a lot of toxicity. And just pushing every button. I wanted to bless that person out. Like, how dare you? How dare you? And I thought about it. I prayed about it. I stepped back. I said, this person's been hurt. This person's been wounded. And now our relationship is so much better. And I'm so glad that I didn't, as you say, react. I'm so glad I stepped back. And remember what my mother taught me. Think twice. Because you can't get those words back. That's right.
0: Once they're said, they're said. And, you know, I think we all have a choice to make. Yeah. We can either be part of the walking wounded or we can be a part of the walking wounded that's in process of healing. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that some people just decide they're just not going to do the work. It's too hard. You know, you don't have to deal with me the way I am. You know, you like it or lump it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Or the other person is like, you know what? I know I need to work on myself and I am working on it. I am peeling back the layers. I am doing the hard work because it is hard work. But on the other side of that hard work, there is a whole new awareness of being that is so much more powerful, so much more empowering. Because, you know, it's interesting. You can have a lot of information on what to do and how to do it and everything else and information is power. But acting on the information that you get, that's powerful, and that's the difference. I think all of us have ideas of things that we know we need to do. We know we're a work in progress and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, but it's that implementation. It's that implementation. The application. The yeah. an application. And sometimes I think it's difficult for us to do that because we're just not always feeling motivated.
1: Or well, you know, I think it's not that we're motivated. I think we believe our own BS, our script. <laughs> It's, you know, BS is your belief system. You have a belief. Oh, I'm too old. Oh, yeah. I'm too fat. Oh, you know, I'm black. Well, you know, I'm a single parent. Well, you know, and so we our identity becomes so much a part of us that we're afraid to let go of that badge. Yes. You know, when people retire and they have to surrender their badge, now they don't know who they are. Like, oh my God, what am I gonna do now? So to surrender the badge of the victim, to surrender the badge of of lack and struggle, to surrender the badge of the one who was the clown, the one who was the troublemaker, the one who was slow, the one who was ugly, the one who backslided, the Mm -hmm. one who was addicted, the one, you know, giving up that badge is scary because you don't know what's next. I've done a lot of work with women in alcohol and drug recovery. Mm -hmm. Now, I've never had an issue, Lennis, with drugs or alcohol. have never abided. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, why are you sending me? to these conferences and these retreats with women who are dealing with recovery. Okay. And I realized that I had a shoe addict. So it doesn't matter what the addiction is, whether it's food or uh, television, social media, um, an addict is an addict. That means that something has got control of you and you have not disciplined with it and you need to know how to change your identity. And what I found is that the scariest thing for people that have these substance abuse, abuse addictions, they're scared because, well, who will I hang out with now? And who am I now? I'm not a loser anymore. You mean I can have a job? You mean I can have a home again? There's so enmeshed in the identity of being a loser and an addict and having their own tribe of people who have similar ailments and addictions that once they become clean and sober, they're not supposed to be around other people that have addictions. And that's scary because now they've got to develop new relationships, hmm. got to develop new trust, a new way of being, and a new way of being. So I think it's That's part of the problem is that many people are afraid of, who will I be now? I just had a sister friend in my tribe who lost her husband. Mm -hmm. Now she's got to figure out who she is after being married Mm -hmm. since she was a teen. Mm -hmm. Who am I now, now that he's not here any longer? Who am I now, now that I'm retired? Who am I now that I've just lost a breast? Another sister in my tribe um, had a mastectomy, and she's questioning her beauty and her worth. Because mm-hmm. society says that's who we are, and they, our bodies have been so weaponized and sexualized that if we don't have the right hair, the right look, the right skin color, the breast, the butt, the booty, all of that, we we bought into those expectations.
0: And you know, it's interesting because when you buy into those expectations, you really do Lose the opportunity of finding out what you really want. Right. You know, you become more outer-directed instead of interdirected. And that's I always right. tell people all the time when it comes from a wellness perspective, yes, you can go ahead and get the creams and surgeries and all the different things to try to waylay the aging process. But mm. the reality is, if you haven't done that inside work, that inner beauty that lies within you, yes. you be able to radiate out. But if you haven't done the work that's necessary to have that inner beauty radiate out, no matter what you do to the outer, inevitably, all of that hurt And pain and anger and all the other disappointments and things that you just haven't worked through, haven't released, haven't healed from, it will show on your face. Yes. It will show on your face. I look at my pictures now from when I was 51 And so stressed out and anxiety and corporate America and, you know, doing all the stuff I didn't need to be doing. Hmm. And, And how I look now. And there is a deadness in my eyes.
1: You can see it, huh?
0: Yes, I can see it. Yes, yes. There's a light in my eyes now. Yes, I'm older. I've got gray hair. I'm heavier. All that stuff. But I have joy. And I know that that inner beauty that was locked inside of me is in the process of coming out. And that's what people are attracted to because I don't look any better than I did. I mean, for real, I mean, just just looking at me, no. But it's not really about that. I'm telling you right now, it's not so much about what you look like. It's what your health is like what your wellness is like, what right. your emotional wellness is like. That right there will radiate out to give you the appearance of what you want. I've had more attention now at 65 than I had at 45. It's the weirdest thing ever, but that's the truth. And I think it's only because I made the decision to do the work. And I'm still doing the work. I'm still dealing with the tough stuff. I don't think it ever ends, right, I don't know. And that's I
1: mean. why I was saying self-esteem is the new pretty. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, but- when you when you radiate the confidence and you radiate this is who I am this is how I'm showing up no apology um, that is attractive I've done workshops with men and I'll and I've done workshops and I'll do these questionnaires and I'll say what is what is the most attractive quality that you love in women and the majority would say confidence wow confidence and yeah and uh, it you just cannot. Diminish that. And if you look at the word confidence, it means with faith. Mm. That you have faith in yourself. It comes from the root word faith. When you have faith in yourself, I can do this. I can get through this. I got this. I can make it. I'll be resilient. I am enough. When you walk into the room, uh, that confidence is a vibe. It is a vibration that goes out. And people can sense that. You know it's like animals. animals can tell when you're afraid of them, you're yes. sending out a signal. Mm-hmm. you have no faith in yourself. you know and so confidence is is a great perfume to wear. And as a young girl, I had that, but I was told by so many people, who do you think you are? and you're stuck up. and I took I put that badge on. I'm stuck up. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. let me diminish my life. Let me shrink. Let me try to fit in the room. Let me not talk. Let me not sparkle. Let me not wear my earrings. Let me not wear my bright colors. Let me not dress up. Let me not put on my makeup. I'm a girly girl, always have been. And so I learned, you know, through the years to take that badge off Mm. and stop, stop buying into other people's opinion and rating of me. But that's a journey to get to that confidence that that's I'm a journey. Good, I'm good and, and enough. I, I do believe, I
0: truly do believe that when you're on the right journey, when you're on the journey that God has placed you on, along the way, you will pick up tools, teps, tips, and techniques to aid you on that journey. They are mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I truly also believe that if you have a passion or desire that you've always wanted to pursue, and you've never done it for whatever reason, maybe because of the negative Nellie's telling you that you can't or that you're or, or your own, you know, negative self-talk saying that you have yes. not But the fact that you have a passion for it, and it's something you've always wanted to do, means that you already have everything that you need to do that thing. All you need to do is just get on the journey. And as you get on that journey, things are popping up to aid you. It's like the universe mm-hmm. rises and to assist you as you're along that way. I know that. I'm living that right now. Some of the things that are happening to me or that's happened to me along the way when I look back over these last 15 years is really amazing because when I started this, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. All I knew was that I wanted to do it, that I had some kind of message for women over 40 uh, in order for them to heal and to be well so they would not go through what I went through trying to figure out. How to heal without dropping a pharmaceutical or having unnecessary surgeries or having to be hospitalized or all of that. I knew I had a passion to do that. I didn't know how I was going to do it. But once you embark on that journey that God has placed you on, it's amazing how things just happen in your life. Like, for instance my relationship with you. We have uh, known of each other and known each other uh, I think it's been almost ten years, but I think we were first on my very first wellness journey show and 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 we've been basically getting together. Yeah, it's funny because you and I have been saying, Okay, one day we're gonna do something (laughs) together in person. We 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 definitely gonna do that. We gotta do it. You so okay. You're sharing
1: your story of how you started, and that's how I started 37 years ago. I know. That's why you're my mentor. I, I had no book. I had no guidebook. I had no mentor. I just said, I'm, there's something in me that must be released, and I had the courage to do it. And you're sharing your story. And this is what's going to liberate other women. They need to hear our stories that it wasn't a magic pill. There was risk. There was a calling. It wasn't a conference call. Nobody else was on the conference call when I got the call from the Holy Spirit. Uh, quit your full-time job with benefits in that. aerospace <laughs> with a paycheck every Friday. And step and and what? And I did it. And let me tell you, I had no checks, little checks, big checks, bad checks. Electronic <laughs> checks, uh, I've had it all, and, uh, <laughs> and 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 I haven't missed a beat because I found my sweet spot. And a lot of women call themselves depressed and bored it's because they haven't found that sweet spot. They haven't given themselves permission. They don't have faith in God or faith in themselves. It's got to be a two way. You've got to trust that voice that's within you but you have to trust yourself that you can do it and don't have this expectation that it's going to be perfect. That it's going to be this magical thing. Now yes, there are some people that are shooting stars. I could tell you a list of people that I have mentored or interacted with, and um, that we're, they're like peers, and they just shot to the stars immediately. Those, those are exceptions to the rule. But at the end of the day, I say, Jewel, do you still want to do what you are doing? Are you are you going to count the numbers, or are you going to continue to show up and share your gift? So we're human, and you realize, okay, we look at people and we think, oh, they've got it made, but we don't know the backstory. Yeah. We don't know the price that they paid. Um, story. Yes. And so I just tell people all the time, don't give up because one day you're going to thank yourself that you didn't give up. I am so grateful to Jewel Diamond Taylor for not giving up there were many times i wanted to and so i am bit- grateful
0: that you didn't give up either because i wouldn't be talking to you now <laughs> oh my I, gosh really i this am is- so grateful I'm, and and I, it, that's why i say that you're my mentor and my role model because i know from whence you came in terms of being doing this for 37 years before the whole thing about coaching and everything came up Yes, you know yeah but you didn't even know you were a coach back then right i,
1: <laughs> I just love to talk just love to help <laughs>
0: Right, exactly. The titles and the labels come and go. But what doesn't is your essence of being, yes. your awareness of who you are. And I always say, you know, we talk a lot about self-care, and that's very important. But even before the self-care, you've got to have the self-awareness. you got to stop and check in with yourself and say, mm-hmm. you know, am I really having joy in what I'm doing? Yes. You know, how is, check in with your body. How is my body feeling? That ache I've been feeling? You know, do I need to go ahead and address that instead of just pushing it back? We push so much stuff back. That's what I was doing, pushing so much back emotionally or, in some cases, physically. And then we begin to get sick. And then all of a sudden, other things happen. And now you're down going down that path. But if you could just check in with yourself and become more self-aware in terms of how you're feeling about things and then acting on that, your life could be so much different, so much richer because you're actually operating within your authenticity and not within what you think you should be doing or what you think you should be looking like, but actually operating within who you really are. I find that checking in with yourself maybe two or three times a day, just taking a break and just Mm -hmm. saying, okay, how am I feeling right now? What's going on?
1: And And I would would share with with your community also, Mm -hmm. not only do you need motivation, but you get the motivation by being around models and mentors. Find someone, and as you said, I'm not beating on drum, but obviously without me knowing it, I was modeling possibility to you. Mm -hmm. So models and mentors don't have to be someone that you're physically in their presence. You study them, you watch them. I mean, this is why Oprah and the Viola Davises and the Michelle Obamas, are so powerful, the Cicely Tysons, is because they modeled for us that it's possible. And the more we study that and give ourselves permission and learn from them and sit at their feet and read their books and hear their stories, we begin to say, wait a minute now. And I always said, the first time I picked up a mic, I said, Lord, now, I don't know if I'm going to be a great speaker or not, but I said, if the end result is somebody says, Well, shoot! if she can do it, I can do it. Then that'll be enough for me because I didn't have anybody. I don't know. I I had no one of color. There was a beautiful Caucasian woman that I used to watch. And because she was a female and because she was so happy and joyful and vulnerable and free, I said, well, that's what I want. Mm And then I realized how important it was for my community to see someone doing that work because when i started there were no no women doing this there there I'm not had any women it was it oh, you know definitely so, not yeah and That's so not. i i realized that even though i may not have reached the heights that i wanted to i do feel like i've been an influencer i do feel like my boldness and my courage and my steadfastness in spite of losing uh, once i started the journey i lost so i lost a mother lost father lost best girlfriend lost my son lost my grandmother uh lost engagements lost money um, surgery um pandemic uh hysterectomy <laughs> uh, life. just life continuing to happen and nothing and no one has stopped Amen and I am so glad it's true. I could not have said that years ago Because I would have said now, you, you, now Lord If you're going to take one of my children I'm going to be done Had no mm-hmm. idea that mm-hmm. I would still be able to stand Lord if you take my mama I'm not going to be able to stand Lord I'm not going to be able to pay these bills uh, It's just amazing Another G We talked about being gentle And having grace Uh yeah, grace. When I think about the grace of God in my life, the things that I've been able to endure that I thought I couldn't endure, it just fills my heart with so much gratitude. That's the other G. It just feel. I'm like, Lord, I'm just grateful.
0: Just grateful. Remember one of the times when, another time when you and I got together and talked, we talked about grace and grit. Yeah, that's it. That's the other G. And it's, it's the grit, yeah, grace, grit, and gratitude. It's the grit that keeps yep. you going. It's, it's it. that grit that kind of keeps you Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. you know, <laughs> keep pressing because that's what it feels like sometimes. And and I think I I I have to say that I have learned to have the grit. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I had no idea what my life would be like when my mom was we don't know. taken from me so quickly. Yes. You know, I had no idea what it was going to be like to walk away from corporate America after 25 years to pursue what? I don't know, something different. You know, these are all the operating in the I don't knows, you know, operating without a net. But it really isn't operating without a net. If you learn to tune in to that inner voice that can lead, guide, and direct you yes. to where it is you need to go. Uh, that inner voice. And sometimes there's a lot of noise out there. And it's the distractions. And you have to learn sometimes like, get in that little bubble, you know, and be able to hear that direction. And it will never steer you wrong. And one of the things about getting older that I absolutely love is that, um, that inner voice. Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. is so much stronger now than it was 15 years ago. It's so much more powerful now. And I share that a lot with my children about learning to listen to that inner voice and develop that relationship, that relationship with God and how he speaks to you because you'll never go wrong if you listen to that voice and if you act on it because I truly do believe that obedience is greater yeah. It's better than sacrifice. <laughs> I mean, really, when I'm not obedient, when I'm doing whatever Linus thinks it needs to be done, it's a hot mess. But when I stop, pause, don't react right away, and wait for direction, it's always it's all good. It, yeah, it's, you know, I'm telling
1: you. I, I'm, I'm kind of a, a wordsmith. And earlier you were saying when we listen to the Holy Spirit and then you said obedience. Well, the Latin origin of the word obedience means to listen. Obadar. So when we listen... We are guided. Uh, You know, when children are little, you say, come here, listen to me, listen. We want our children to listen. We want them to pay attention. And so when we pay attention and we listen um, and we understand that God only wants the best for us. He knows the plans he has for us. And sometimes we don't have a crystal ball, uh, but we have to have that faith, that vertical faith and that internal faith. Um, the faith of God that is all around us, God is showing up all around us and giving us signs and giving us crumbs to follow. But all if you time. don't train yourself to be still, this is why I do retreats. I've been doing retreats for 37 years. The, the only year I didn't do a retreat was the first year of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. only time I didn't do a retreat. And I call myself a retreat queen because I've done all over the place. And it's the best out of all the things I've ever done besides speaking Africa or getting an Emmy for the documentary I was part mm-hmm. of, hosting my retreats is the best. That connection. The women get to be still. Mm-hmm. The women get to experience serenity and laughter and nature and beauty and sisterhood, and they get a chance to listen. When's your next retreat? Um, I have two coming up. One in July in Rancho Cucamonga, here where I live, Mm-hmm. And one in September, which is our annual retreat in beautiful Malibu. And I've got women coming from Maryland, New York, Atlanta, Indianapolis, uh, Michigan, uh, Lake Elsinore,
0: oh, Sacramento. Can they come back about the um, retreat by going to Linktree Jewel Diamond Taylor. Can they do? Yeah,
1: that? yeah. They're, they're, coming, they're coming from your area too, in Sacramento. I'm say, I need to come. I, I, I know July I'm booked, but September looks good for me. Yeah, yes. it's September the twenty-first to the
0: twenty-third. Wow, that is magical! Thank you so much for not just sharing that magical information, but just being here with me on my sixty-fifth yes. uh, year. I am just so blessed to know you, and it's been magical being with you. And I know I'm going to go back and listen to what you said because your wisdom, every single time, that not just for me, but for whoever listens to you, touches a heartstring and helps us to sing a different kind of song oh, and, uh, something that's, that's much nice. more impactful and much more um, uh, positive centered and motivated and joy arising and mm. I thank you for that mm. I thank you for helping um, have that, that inner joy that we all have bringing out in each and every one of us and especially, especially in me thank you so much
1: And thank you, my dear. And God bless you. Wish you many, many more. Enjoy those grandbabies and your beautiful stars. You are a queen. God bless you. Go ahead and sit on your throne and straighten up that crown and know (laughs) that you are a blessing to so many of us. What an honor to celebrate your birthday with you today.
0: It has been an honor just sitting and listening to your wisdom. Let me tell you, like I said, I'm going to listen to this again. Thank you so much for heeding the call and, and hanging out with me this morning on my Uh, my beginning journey to my 65th birthday day I truly appreciate you and I love you thank you so much thank you beautiful (laughs) stay in the light thank you Wow, and thank you to all of you in the um, group that have tuned in. And I know we're uh, live-streaming um, on YouTube, we're live-streaming on other profiles and pages on Facebook. Thank you so much. I'm going to, going to be uh, uploading this to the podcast later on today so that all my regular listeners can hear. Thank you so much, jewel Diamond-Taylor. It's been wonderful having her here and wonderful being able to chance to spend a little bit of my 65th birthday with you Thank you so much for all the comments. I got to get some shout outs. Norma Cardenas, thank you. I've got the wonderful gift that you gave me. I got it last night in the mail. It was absolutely beautiful. And I was just blown away. Thank you, Imani, Safia, Isis, Celine, my four daughters. You are my heart. You are my life. I don't know what I would do without the of view. And Zuri and Darius and Niles and... Who am um, I Zuri, Darius and Niles and Naima, my grandbabies. I love you. Nana, I will see you later. And most importantly, too, I cannot forget... Thank you, Jerry and Sister Regina. If you're out there, I know you. how much you love Joel Diamond Taylor. I hope you enjoyed her. And thank you to every single one of you, the 16,000 plus members of the Vibe Wellness Woman group. Thank you for belonging to the group. Thank you for posting such positive and wonderful things. But most importantly, thank you for taking this journey with me, this journey we call life. It's been amazing, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen in my 65th year. But most importantly, I am very passionate about the fact that you take on that vibe lifestyle, learning how to be more vibrant, more intuitive, more beautiful, that inner beauty we're without and how to emerge into that midlife, wonderful, awesome woman that I know all of you can be. Thanks so much, everybody, and I'll see you again real soon. Have a fantastic day, and don't forget to buy. Please take a look at the links below in the show page. Those links belong to the premium members of my Vibe Wellness Woman Facebook community. These premium members have products and services that you should really check out. Click on the link below to find out more about these wonderful women who have products and services that focus on the needs of the midlife woman. Thank you for listening to the Vibe Living Podcast. Please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com or email me at 5 at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to vibe.